What's up guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh glad to see you here and let's get started. What's up everyone and welcome to episode number uh 170 something. Unfortunately, I don't have the number in front of me, but uh I'm sure it's in that it's in that ballpark. So we're getting close to 200. It's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Uh but, you know, enough beating around the bush actually. I I really don't want to stretch this episode too long. Uh but in this one, I'm going to try something new, something different and as all of the other good ideas have been this one has also been suggested by uh my father and uh if you've been following his blog actually his he used to have a blog he he doesn't really use it anymore now now his twitter page is now his blog effectively atomesh rindani uh but when he had his blog uh you know he used to have these very nice uh snippets of sorts very nice one liners and uh, basically you know like effectively sort of punch lines for uh related to trading and investing and just finance in general so he today suggested that you know how about you speak about those one liners and such in your episodes and i'm like wow that's a great idea because i've always felt that these episodes have just you know lacked that uh that sort of touch that i feel uh is missing and perhaps this might help with that So this episode onwards I'll try to include a few you know insightful sayings which have been there and because the blog was not really that that well viewed I'm sure that it's going to be fairly new to you guys. So uh without any further ado make sure you're listening to this episode at a speed you are comfortable at and let's get started. Okay starting off with the market snapshot and i think that this is going to be uh one of the last few uh you know positive market snapshots that we have before a likely uh you know pullback happens and i'm saying that basis several factors so i i'm personally of the opinion that this was this is not going to last so whatever positive uh market exchange you know data that i'm going to say here is relevant only for thursday not really valid for uh, you know what we what we saw over the weekend and on friday so uh 9859 is where nifty is at right now it's obviously up quite a lot it's at 306.55 uh points up 3.21% the high for the day was just under 9900 which is pretty good and the open for the day was 9753 uh which is also pretty reasonable it it basically effectively means that the 9600 level which was supposed to be a resistance has been almost completely skipped so uh that's pretty cool if you ask me ad ratios and all of those things looking very good we can see fi is buying an absolute shitload of uh you know stocks and options and all sorts of things basically it's at 1968 crores DI is comparatively lesser buying but still net buying is happening 579 crore uh so clearly buying is happening which is a very strong sign uh broad market indices all of them once again positive uh very similar to the overall trend of the day and uh, even even india vix is up actually i'm possibly assuming it is because of that very you know sharp up move that we saw 
uh, is why we're seeing India VIX here. And Nifty Bank and the other sectoral indices look mixed. So we can see banking and financial services being positive once again. Uh, auto is up. Auto is up too. And uh, Maruti actually zero sales for April. So I'm assuming that is going to be uh, one of the biggest game changers for uh, you know auto sector on Monday. But right now it's up 6.45%, which is very strong. Tata Motors also, uh, I think it, it got a Moody's or some downgrade, which is not really a good sign. Uh, but, you know, all things considered, sectoral indices on Thursday, all positive. Metal, especially positive. Good sign overall. Other indices, fixed income indices, you know, relatively how they've been so far. Stable-ish, I would say. And uh, the thing that I want to talk about here is... Now, a lot of people were asking me that, yo, what's up with the markets these days? Why is it just going up? Because obviously the corona cases are just, you know, uh, just going higher and higher with every passing day. And the situation is not really improving globally either. We're seeing some companies, some countries, not companies, some countries sort of plateauing out, some countries reporting no cases, no new cases. But then overall, the cases, the situation is still not very good. No vaccine in sign. Uh, in sight and uh, hydroxychloroquine of course ineffective completely hemp and other uh, you know herbs are being tested but nothing really too concrete so uh, based on that you know a lot of people are asking me that hey what's up what's up what's going on in the markets it's crazy because uh, a few people you know just passively observe and you know I, I told them my view is very simple I think it, it was you know the institutional players buying at lower levels right when we hit around 7500 or so whichever was the low for the uh, period and after you know the FIs and the DIs were buying and I know they they must have been buying because we've been seeing the data also because they've already bought a lot of puts and the reason why I know that is because uh, you know someone that I know works in the industry and he was telling uh, I mean that you know these these FIs and DIs they've been buying puts so uh, you know because of the general uh, bearish sort of outlook so they've been buying puts and possibly they've been buying puts to hedge uh, their long positions in these stocks you know just averaging down their positions to get higher returns uh, you know eventually so that might have been happening which is possibly what uh, gave us a pretty you know V-shaped recovery initially. And after that, I'm assuming a lot of retail people, especially in this past week where we've seen the volumes really been uh, fairly low, I would say. So a lot of retail people also would have, you know, jumped on the bus, just gotten on the hype train thinking that, hey, the markets are going up. Let's buy because otherwise we might miss our chance. So obviously they've, they've already pretty much uh, pretty much bought at the peak effectively is, is my view. Uh, but then that is what a lot of people might be wondering in the process. The people who actually had shorts, people who were bearish on the market to begin with, they must be hitting their stop losses. So that short squaring must have been happening. So all of that combined is what I think is really driving the market or was really driving the market. And that is why we were seeing a near V-shaped recovery. Now, uh, there are a few reasons why I feel that this recovery is not going to last. And this is probably the last you know, market snapshot that we are seeing, which is positive for a bit. And the reason for that is, firstly, 2008 data suggests that around 50% retracement is where it generally pulls back. And it makes, you know, it retests the low, basically. 
this is valid for 2008 you know us indices this is valid for indian indices indian stocks this is also valid for footsie all of this data you can check anywhere it's it's not like you know very secretive it's all public domain very simple data to analyze so that is one of the reasons why i think that uh, you know it is it is sort of sort of edging in the resistance zone another reason for this is because if we see it as it is at 9800 right now approximately and 10000 is obviously going to be a very difficult level to really you know touch so if it does breach 10000 then it's obviously going to face a lot of resistance especially from the people who are you know larger players and are not too bullish on the market even more so because you know after this corona situation is over which no one knows when it will be over after that situation is over i feel that uh, you know a lot of people might just underestimate or, or rather are under, underestimating right now what the effect is going to be so if a global recession really is triggered then of course those 10k levels are highly unsustainable and possibly so are these 9800 levels that we're seeing right now yet another reason why i feel that this is possibly not uh, you know a sustained rally is because if we look at uh the global markets we can see sgx nifty is at 9300 right now yesterday it fell around 400 points and today it's down 12 points footsi is down 2 plus percent cse down 2 plus 2 percent dax down 2 plus 2 uh, 2 2 plus percent uh nasdaq is down 3 plus percent like more than 3 percent down and all of these just point towards one thing a likely negative day for the market so uh that is what my view is and uh, based on that i feel that if you are you know just starting in the markets whether it's intraday whether it's investing i would recommend just holding out if you are into swing trading then that's fine you could possibly uh find inherently good stocks and then try it out but otherwise i feel that it's best to just hold tight and see where uh you know we are headed because of course vix is positive today it might just touch those 70 80 levels once again there is really no uh nothing stopping it if it wants to so my take just hold on tight and uh you know coming back to our market snapshot bulk deals not a lot just dial is the only you know very well known that i can see uh block deals once again not a lot 31st march was the last block deal it's been one month now new shorts have been initiated in britannia hdfc bank and kotak bank dated 23rd april looking at the highs and lows we can see ruchi soya finally quick round of applause for that uh, ruchi soya finally uh breaching that 400 mark it's just amazing circuit after circuit after circuit after circuit it's been wild uh looking at you know the 52 week lows we can see nifty etfs making new lows which is very interesting icici prudential nifty 100 etf making a new low and uh, usd inr it's 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 gone down quite a lot uh we were seeing near 77 levels now it's at 75.13 it is hanging in the middle of the air right now there is a chance that it might just breach that 74 barrier and uh lot of reasons for this i'm not quite sure exactly uh, why this is happening but then technically speaking we have been talking about a you know downtrend since pretty much you know april last week or so so that's uh, fx and oil right now is is fairly good 19.78 uh, 
uh, per barrel for WTI and 26.44 per barrel for Brent. And I feel the gap has narrowed down quite a lot, uh, but that's possibly because Brent is up 5% W uh, and sorry, WTI is up 5% and Brent is just down 0.15%. That might be the reason for that. Uh, but now let's get started with the indices. Okay, so indices. Now I'm looking at Nifty's intraday chart. We can see very clearly massive gap up. And it opened above its R2 resistance, very strong, uh, went up R3 as resistance, took support off the moving average, breached R3, but it was unable to even come close to those 9900 levels, <clears throat> which is why it fell down uh, considerably. It took support at one of the CIPs uh, quite sharply, actually. You know, uh, this, is, this, is, this is the issue, I feel, with, uh, you know, analyzing the markets after hours. You really can't understand the kind of moves that that were there unless you were actually looking at it, you know, while the move was actually happening. And the reason for that is, you know, I was analyzing it right now and I obviously had forgotten the kind of, uh, you know, ferociousness of the movements that were there. Uh, but luckily, now that I've remembered it, I interrupted myself and, uh, you know, it's, it's very standard what we are seeing uh, right now. You know, one might think that right at open it was a buy it was a very good long move till 9800 or so however the thing is if you look at the candles very carefully you'll see that there were a lot of instances where it was a perfect short whether you look at the fourth candle of the day which was a spinning top whether you look at uh, the 1030 candle which was another spinning top whether you look at all the candles after the 1030 till 11 10 uh, am which were also spinning tops or whether you look at the candles after that, which were also similar to spinning tops and dojis. And then it took support again at a spinning top. So up until now, spinning tops were not given priority, were not really, uh, you know, respected that much. This spinning top, it was respected. So that went ahead. After that, at the resistance, we saw another spinning top and then, you know, it just fell down. So it was very weird in the sense that it was giving you extremely flawed and extremely mixed signals this time. If you were completely purely relying on uh, spinning tops alone, you would have hit your stop losses at least three, four times before actually making a sizable gain. And, uh, you know, once that downfall actually happened, which is a pretty steep move, I would say. And, uh, you know, obviously, even if you were put side on that one, you would have possibly held on to it till the resistance. And the issue is, you know, it, it took resistance at the resistance, you know, moving average. But then once it broke its support, it just shot up. And I'm not quite sure what the reason for that must have been. I'm assuming it is a mixture of just, you know, a surge of new buyers plus people squaring off their shorts or just, just God knows whatever reason uh, rolling forward their positions or, you know, just could be a host of reasons. But it was possibly the sharpest positive move that I've seen in a long time. And it was, uh, it looks to be around 70 to 80 points. And it's almost 110 points if you count the two candles. So 110 points in 20 minutes, it's extremely wild, especially when you were on a negative uh, you know, trajectory. So all of that really can't be captured when you're looking at the markets after hours, which is why I do recommend checking them out live. It's a good thing that I remember this because typically when I, uh, you know, record these after uh, the next, on the next day or, you know, basically after that session has ended, 
for you know after the day that the session has ended i typically forget all these things but i'm glad that i still remember it so today's intraday moves you know thursday's intraday moves might not really make a lot of sense technically speaking if you were actually live now that you you know can see the entire day on the chart it might make sense you can sort of visualize where things were going and such but then it really won't make a lot of sense when you're actually in the markets moves like these so i'm glad that i still remember that and it was an extremely uh, wild day very volatile as well and not really an ideal day for uh, you know day traders or any type of traders now looking at the daily chart we can see that it is just above its 50 moving average which is normally uh you know a fairly bullish sign so i'll give it that you know despite everything else at least the moving average it has breached so that's a good sign and that is also one of the indicators one of the reasons why i felt it was a good short because it was just touching that moving average yet it managed to breeze past it what was not as positive was bank nifty which fell extremely sharply took some support but overall really not uh really not to bullish at all this is very evident on its daily chart as well where we can see it breaking out of the you know swing high making a new swing high sure but then it was uh you know a negative candle in negative spinning top of sorts and it's it's almost forming an evening star pattern if we see a gap down opening from bank nifty also on monday so <clears throat> that's quite a bit i know i just uh, you know went pretty much all in on uh, you know technical aspects of the markets but then i'm hoping that you were able to catch up and i'm hoping that it wasn't too boring but then i i really felt it had to be said because these moves these moves on paper really don't capture the kind of uh, you know ferociousness that was there on the markets on thursday monthly expiry plus reliance plus hul earnings and just a lot of things just just going absolutely wild on that day so uh again i've already shared my views on the markets um in the previous segment i'm hoping that you still remember i'm hoping that you weren't asleep at that time so let's move to my trades all right my only trade for uh the day on thursday was going long tata steel and the trade basis for this was very simple it was really the only trade which we which made sense uh icici my typical go to stock which has become uh really not very well placed i feel it was just a bit inflated just a bit hanging in the middle of the air which is why i i made the conscious decision of going with tata steel because it's it's i feel it was better placed so that's very much the only reason I ended up making uh I'm trying to real I'm trying to find where uh you know where I can <laughs> sort of see what what the investment on it was and I think I made around 5 so yeah it's, I think it's around 5 or 6% ROI so not as good of a day as it typically is and uh that's fine I feel that you know after a couple of losses back to back uh it's it's any not loss is a good uh sign if you ask me so it's a good thing especially even more so because uh, you know day was just too wild so i'm glad that i at least was in the green for the day even though the amount is not that much so it's fine but uh what really matters is that you did not make a loss remember that and yeah that's that's quite important and yeah that's it's literally the only trade it's it's very hard to say uh 
because not a lot happening otherwise and yeah now let's move to the lesson all right so uh the first sort of episode where i'm going to talk about those uh lessons that that i'd shared in the form of those little images so unless you've been following my father on on twitter adamation nani or you've been reading his blogs this these will hopefully be completely new to you uh, unless of course someone was reposting them in which case i hope that someone sues them but uh that's another thing uh but this this lesson that i want to talk about is if you try always to capture 100% of the move you will capture 0% of the move and the logic behind this is that perfect entries and exits are you know part of theoretical concept if you are confident in your reading just take the trade because you will either earn or or you learn and what's important here is that and this is a mistake that i make often if you just try to get from the low for the day for the day to the high for the day or if you are on the short side from the high of the day to the low of the day then it's very likely that you'll end up just not getting anything and uh, those very you know utopian scenarios exist in our minds it's like you know before the day i'm like all right you know i'll i'll buy at this point it's going to be the low it's the absolute lowest it can go and then i'm going to go up i'm going to i'm going to buy from there again and see those things are fine you know it's it's not it's not that it is not a good thing to keep in mind but then you have to understand that that really isn't always possible and uh you know when you try to just chase those very utopian and theoretical concepts and theoretical ideas i feel you just end up not doing anything so uh if you ask me i feel that it's just better to you know get into a trade if you're confident in the direction in general and yeah that's that's lesson for the day i hope you found this episode helpful and informative and if you've got any feedback feel free to let me know at indian markets with kr on instagram at markets with kr on twitter see you in the next one happy trading Thank you.